0: Refresh the camera.
1: Must have been an update. Whoa, there he is. He's right there, right in your face.
0: And let's start the show.
1: There's a minimum crew requirement. What's the minimum crew? Oh, one, I suppose. You're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network.
0: Welcome, freelancers, to episode 166 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-host, who was there just a second ago, but decided to bail. Either way, today is March the 31st. It's already the end of March, heading into April. This year is not slowing down. I guess the years never really technically slow down. They always move at the same pace. It just feels like we're going faster. Things are... Some actually
1: say they speed up.
0: Do you think they do? I mean, it's possible.
1: We were watching How the Universe Works today, and sometimes they say it speeds up.
0: I like shows like that that talk about the cosmos, because there are cool things that happen out there.
1: You just like Mike Rowe to narrate. He does a great job. I actually don't know. Who's got a better narration, Mike Rowe or uh, Morgan Freeman?
0: Uh, Morgan Freeman.
1: Really? Not even like a contest?
0: Not really. Like...
1: I don't know. I don't if, know, man. Deadliest Deadliest Catch is very well produced.
0: So that that's a good thing. That's a good thing to bring up because Deadliest Catch, I don't think, is as good without Mike Rowe. However, like I don't know if I like Mike Rowe and anything else. He did, did he do how it's made for a
1: while? He did not do how it's made. He does how the universe works though.
0: Ah, uh, rusted, yes, it has been another week. I cannot believe it but thanks for hanging out with us again. We're trying to decide if Mike Rowe is better, a better narrator than Morgan Freeman. So we were watching, I forget which Nat, um, Nat Geo thing we were watching because all the National Geographic stuff is over on Disney Plus and we enjoy watching that stuff. But we right. were watching um, Krasinski um, narrate something. Never Fear in the chat oh. says Dirty Jobs. That's the show that he narrated, Dirty Jobs. He was also a host. You, for, act- you
1: forgot dirty jobs?
0: Yeah, I guess I forgot dirty jobs. What's the dirtiest job?
1: Um I think oil field technician you can get pretty dirty. Yeah, There's a lot of grime. But stuff. that's
0: oil. Like when I think dirty jobs, I'm thinking of like the guys that are like shoveling manure around. Um Russ said guys
1: who re- who replace septic tanks.
0: Yeah, that's pretty gross. There's people that dive into septic tanks.
1: That is quite gross.
0: Russet says, I've seen an episode or two of that. Yeah, Morgan Freeman for the win. I agree. It's got to be Morgan Freeman or it has to be... Um, what's, who's Who wanted to see the child? I want to see the baby. Um, what's his name? What? What's his what's name? that? You know. Oh, you know what? What if... What if... Oh, shoot. <laughs> I just, my, my brain just exploded because of how good of an idea it was. Um... <laughs> You're going to have to keep going while I think of the name of this person. I am, I am
1: going to keep going. Ah, Christopher um,
0: Walken. What if Christopher Walken just started narrating all the things?
1: I don't think we could get through with it.
0: I think it would be that awesome was... if Christopher Walken was like, hey, when the world was created, there was like a lot of rocks, you know, and the rocks came together and they formed the world. <laughs>
1: That's pretty So much he's one done for one. he's done quite a bit of stuff, Mike Rowe. Um he has dirty jobs, obviously. How the universe works. Um, <laughs> see he has his own he has he does a podcast, Six Degrees with Mike Rowe. Um, Is that where they do, talk about like he kev- seven degrees looks, of Looks Kevin like he bacon. narrates yeah, it looks like he narrates Bering Sea Gold.
0: Oh, so back to what I was saying, there was a penguin show on Nat Geo where John Krasinski narrates. And he did a good job of narrating that. But since we're not What the did show, he
1: narrate? It was a Krasinski. show
0: It was a show about penguins.
1: And Krasinski? Uh-huh. He was in one called um He was in one called He was a Robot. And it was very oh, what was it? Max? Oh what was that called? Still? I have to look
0: it up. He was a robot? No. Maximum override. Yeah, maximum it overdrive. Mad no, Max it was fury maximum Road. Maximum Overdrive. One of the best Hang movies on, ever.
1: what um, No, actually. Quite quite possibly one of the worst.
0: And on uh, that- Next
1: Gen. He was in Next Gen. That's uh I think that's one that you and the boys will like. It's a. Uh, it's a Netflix one.
0: Huh?
1: Your boys may have already seen it.
0: They probably have. They see all kinds of things without me. So this is episode 166. It is March the 31st, and we are here to talk about things that we would be doing. We're going to do a deep dive into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two. We're going to talk a lot about that and just kind of things. Oh, we are also going to do our second ranking of the Marvel characters. We got a new matchup, and then we're going to rank them and see if they're more important or cooler than Rocket and Hawkeye. So before we do that, we'd like to thank the people that make all this happen. And that is our fine. They should be, they're like the Avengers of the Patreon world. There are Patreon members, supporters, the people that do all the support. Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Steel, Scout 69, Dragonheart 76, Jeffrey H, the gameplay experience RZ and Phaedron, and thank you so much for your continued support you all are amazing you're like the A team what what happened nice
1: i'm just looking up on IMDb and it looks like there's going we're going to get a third season of uh Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan ooh and that's the drunk, that's the drunk one and you, that makes me excited cuz i really like those
0: you are a dbf i forgot to push the stupid
1: button again the button that says record. Oh. How this is one this is episode 166. We have been doing this for 166 weeks. That's more than three years. You know. Yeah, I saw that. You should worry about you it. You say that,
0: but all right, Mike, what have you been up to? Tell me what you're up to before we jump into all the fun stuff.
1: All right. So before we jump into the fun stuff, I have been up to no good. I, I haven't been up to anything. It is allergy season here. That has taken its its toll. That's just kind of what I do. I like to get I don't like to get allergies. I get allergies. Um again, lots of the same stuff going on that's been going on week to week. I'm 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 learning that I'm quite boring or I'm not as exciting as I thought I was. But the who, kids who take told up you a lot were of time. It's soccer practice, it's making sure the kids get to where they need to go for their events. It's making sure we get to gymnastics and we have all the leotards and we've got the uh, lunches packed. And so it's fun. It's a lot of it's a lot of mist. It's a lot of Beat Saber. It's a lot of sometimes just let me throw this headset on so I can tune out the rest of the world, um, play some Beat Saber, bought a couple. um, I just lost it. Wait for it. Bought a couple of Linkin Park songs, um, stuff that I didn't have before. And so, yeah. Nothing too exciting. Just the same old, same old. Yeah, waiting pretty. for waiting for those moments when you can be off of work and, and hang out with the kids and sit on the couch, watch some basketball. Uh, last night had some great uh, NCAA tournament games. The Michigan-UCLA um, game was awesome. UCLA was a number 11 seed, and they ended up upsetting a number one seed. So now the Final Four is set with a number one versus a number 11. And then a number one versus a number two. So there you go. Hopefully, hopefully and UCLA is playing Gonzaga. And Gonzaga has not lost this year. Hopefully yeah. they still have their magic going no, and Gonz- they can pull because this will this will be the upset of all upsets.
0: Gonzaga always um, chokes. They always I, choke.
1: They haven't. This they year, always
0: so choke in the tournament. They go far, but then they always choke. That is something you can count on. I wish all the well. If you are a Gonzaga fan, then I hope they do it. But they always choke.
1: I don't think they always choke, and I doubt they're going to this time. But how cool would it be if UCLA is able to to come out on top? That would be fun. And then the other side is um, Baylor, who I think really has a really good chance of winning. Baylor versus, oh shoot, and I just lost it. Who's the number two? Houston. Baylor and Houston. So that'll be a good... That'll be a good uh, game. Both of those teams are from Texas, Um, so it'll be fun.
0: I think it will be fun. I think you are correct.
1: I am glad that you finally think I'm correct at something. Cool, because it doesn't happen often.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't
1: happen often. It is
0: pretty rare. I will give you
1: that. Cool. You want me to go? Should I go? Who who goes first? You should go. go? You should tell us what you're up to.
0: All right. So check this out. It's probably
1: not going to top what I'm up to. You're going to probably because you were probably playing a mobile game while i was talking there you don't listen to me no one
0: uh, listens to ooh, me. oh i could have been playing a mobile game because i got into i don't know if i could say it. i'll say it no one cares um i got into the homeworld mobile um alpha test so i have Did been, you
1: just break nda
0: i don't know i didn't read that nda it was for a mobile test game so i didn't really read it i guess you can come after oh, me nice, but man. whatever um so i've been doing that i really enjoy homeworld and now it's mobile and uh, no, I definitely can't talk about it because that was part of the NDA. So, um, But yeah, that's the thing I'll be playing and I will give <laughs> I will give my... Uh, yep, there you go. That's the thing that's better, out that you yeah. can sign up for. We'll, Anyone can sign up for it. we going to
1: this part and we'll no, just edit I just scream. this
0: out. Oh, we should just edit more of the show. We should actually edit the show. Live to hard drive, people. All right, so because I bought a Switch, look around make sure my kids aren't here because I still haven't told them that I have a Switch. Um, it's been a week and you haven't told them and they
1: haven't found out either?
0: I'm trying to figure out a way to leverage it as a parent to maybe that they'll actually like me or do the things that I ask them to without grumbling.
1: Once they find out that you've been hiding it for this long, they're really not going to like you.
0: Oh, it's not like I'm hiding that one of them's like... Adopted or something it's just that i have a switch all right so i have been still playing the project triangle strategy um demo so far i have three hours into this demo mike would you like to guess how many of those hours are actually gameplay
1: they are let's see of the three i'm gonna go with with 20 minutes
0: there you're pretty close it's about 30 30 minutes of actual gameplay this the story is very involved and like i said before they drop you in, right in the middle And it's like a Game of Thrones level, like, there's a bunch of different houses that are trying to figure out how to stop this battle from happening or whose side they need to join and all these different machinations of all these different people. And there are separate scenes for all of these. So when you go to a separate scene, it pauses, goes back to the main map and you there'll be a bunch of um, explanation points. And if they're red, it's like, hey, this is the main story. If they're green, they're kind of like bonuses. So if you click on them, it's just story. There's no moving around. There's no gameplay. It's just a bunch of people talking, and you like get story like that, and then a thing will pop up, and it'll say, you learned this about this person. And I guess you'll be able to use that in the future when you have dialogues with these um, NPCs, and it'll kind of open up more of the story that way. But there's very exposition heavy, lots of dialogue, lots of voice acting. I don't know if I like the combat yet, um, they said that they turned up the difficulty for this demo, which is kind of weird for them to do. Normally, for demos, you want people to have fun in the demo, so it's pretty difficult right now um, playing through it. And the way it's presented, there's a lot of. It's kind of like a. It's a. It's a strategy. It's a turn-based strategy game where you move your guys, set them up. Which way do they face? If they're behind you, you're gonna get hit in the back, and you're gonna take extra damage. And you have to have elevation and all this stuff. And I think. It doesn't really explain a lot. Um, One of the things that I really like about um, a game like Into the Breach, it kind of shows you everything that's going to happen the next turn. So you can kind of strategize that way. This one, you kind of have to wait for the other players to move and hopefully they move the spot you want. So I I think I'm having fun with it. Not sure if this demo has convinced me to buy the full release whenever it actually releases, but I'm glad I've got to play around with the demo. So that's that, and then, so I know a lot of people have been talking about this game called Narita Boy. At first, I thought Narita Boy was just like the name of a new like um, musical band that was out there because it sounds like Narita Boy could be a rapper for some reason. Um, so I haven't really paid much attention to it. But while I was at soccer practice waiting for my kids to finish up, um, I was cruising on the Twitter and found a, uh, a tweet about this game called Narita Boy. And I was like, what the crap is this? Because it is a pixel animation, Castlevania, st- uh, Metroidvania style game. And like the look of it, just like captured me and sucked me in and I was like, what is this? I need to know more about it. So this is just off of the website. Like I I'll post a link. So first of all, it looks like Tron, like the um, the splash page for Narita boy is like paying homage to Tron. There's a dude standing in the center holding a sword up and it's got that light beam, you know, when Tron holds up his disc and there's like a huge beam of light coming out of it. Anyway, he has a thing called a techno sword. And I don't know if you know me, Mike, but like, (laughs) I was like, there's a techno sword. I am in like, Here's all my money. I'm down with this. I want to know what happened, what you do with the Techno Sword. It just sounds freaking cool. So I watched the trailer. I bought it. It is loaded up on my Switch, and I'm waiting to play this game once um, the show is over. So just real quick, this is off of the website. Um, The retro futuristic pixel game. Explore and fight in a retro futuristic world. Swim deep into a Oneric. Oneric? How do you say that? O-N-E-I-R-I-C. What word is that? Oneric? Oner- oneric. An Oner- oneric, oneric, poetic, and unique experience across dimensional planes. The aesthetic of the game was inspired by retro pixel adventures, Castlevania, Another World, Double Dragon, with a modern touch, and an 80s plot homage, Ready Player One. Let's. Just, I'm just going to forget that Ready Player One has anything to do with this game. He-Man, <laughs> The Last Starfighter, which is something I enjoy, accompanied by a retro synth touch of the old glory days. So here's a quick synopsis of the story. Flashback to the 80s. The creator, a genius of his time, um, creates a video game console called Narita One with its flagship title being a game called Narita Boy. Narita Boy becomes a tremendous hit. Copies of the cartridge are flying off physical shelves worldwide. Within weeks, Narita Boy is the top best-selling video game of all time and critically acclaimed for its homage to 80s culture and the exceptionally kickin' soundtrack. Meanwhile, inside the bi- binary, bina- 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 role. Binaural code, the digital realm connects with reality. Him has returned and deleted the creator's memories, supervisor's program, motherboard, and her agents have activated their Narita Boy protocol. The stallions are coming and the digital kingdom needs a hero. If you understood all that, Congratulations. But I really suggest everyone go and look at this because this art style just is like, this was my jam. So it is now loaded on my Switch, and I am excited to dive in deep and play through Narita Boy and report on it next week because I'm pretty excited about it, Mike. I don't know if you know, but Techno Swords are just freaking cool. I don't even know what they do, but I want a Techno Sword.
1: I think you should get a Techno Sword, and I think you should do what you need to do to get a Techno Sword.
0: I just don't know what that is yet.
1: I bet you're going to you don't know what a techno sword is. It goes like this.
0: How does it go again? I don't want to tell you. All right. Shall we jump into the news? I do have a little bit of news that we could share. I should push a button after I write down a timestamp and we should jump into the news. Hey, Justin. Where are you, Justin?
1: Huh? Justin?
0: my Keanu? oh no don't do this to me right now
1: oh come on my stream
0: deck Did has died
1: oh no stream deck wah, wah, wah. no this is not okay
0: let me see no one can see into my laundry room door just so you know so i'm going to go ahead and figure this out while you tell us about your all right
1: news I do have a little bit of news. It's something that kind of happened since our last episode. It actually, we got, I got this piece of news Thursday after we recorded on Wednesday. This is something that our family does. And so we're going to talk about it because it's something kind of big. But Disneyland, which has been a location of many of our family's vacations for many years, definitely holds a place in our uh, family history as the place that we would go on vacation. It was just announced that they are getting another new expansion um, coming soon. We don't have many details. We just know that it's been planned. I got to talk to you about something.
0: Our man on the street, Mike, is over in front of Disneyland. Mike. Mike.
1: Tell us about Disneyland. All right. So so like I was saying, so Disneyland um, is going to get another new expansion for those who um, go to Disney and visit Disney, specifically Disneyland. This expansion is, is, oops, and I just clicked out of the wrong thing. This expansion is about, for me, just looking at the pictures, aerial views, it looks like it is the same size. As DCA, stop doing that. Button. I didn't do it. You know how when you you know how when you get to like queue up an article and then something pops up and you can't get rid of it until you click that button. I hate the advertisers, is so man. Tiny,
0: and they hide the it's X. The worst. Like you can't and find the X. the X. Like why is not the X in every spot? And it's like oh, right. the X is over here. It's real dumb.
1: I yeah. agree. So so part of the things that is that is happen, happening with this. Is that there are possible, possibly new attractions, new lands, new restaurants, new shopping experiences? There actually is a great um, um oh what's the word um factory. Wait for it. Fabricator. Not factory. Laundry um,
0: Laundry detergent. Automobile. You know, it's
1: a it's a picture that shows up. Concept, concept art. art. Jeez, oh, Pete, Mike. Concept <laughs> art. So the concept art of of it, of this new area it planned is expansive. It's huge. I can see some hotels. I see water elements. It looks like an area is going to be modeled after Neverland. Um, I did read an article saying that it looked like they were going to have some Wakandan type elements here. There was going to be a giant panther. Um, it definitely looks, it looks super, super cool. It is taking the place of the Timon parking lot. That used to be and I get my bearings a little bit messed up down in there in Southern California, but I believe it's to the west. To the west. I believe it's to the west of of Disneyland and um But you should look and to the east Disney where this new area is gonna go. So it's huge, it's big, it looks cool. I'm excited. There you go.
0: Hey, it looks like Devin's in the chat. Huh. Oh hi, Devin in the chat maybe that's really cool mike i'm excited because you love that kind of stuff so i'm excited for your excitement i know a lot of people online have like mixed feelings of like why are you expanding and it's like well because disney
1: plus is making billions of dollars so it is really interesting that there is that kind of that people are getting kind of upset at that because i know many people that i talk to really really want really really want um disney disneyland to get bigger right many people say that it's crowded many people say that they that they need it larger and so this just seems to make sense but but it's cool it's really cool looking i like the way that they've done it so hopefully it'll be a, a nice addition
0: i agree disneyland should be larger and there you
1: go. 3 oh. or 4 years in the making. Like with as large as it, it as it is, it's probably going to be a big project.
0: I don't know. They could have like knocked it out last year no one was there. They could have like put con- I was there recently and, and there were no
1: and there were no um, signs of it. So there you go.
0: They're still working on like the whole marvel thing, aren't they?
1: That was getting close to being done. I did still see some barriers up when we when we went into DCA when we were there over spring break um i hear that it's that it's going along disney gets to open april 30th with limited capacity and things so for only um, california we'll get those first pictures out um ar- right around that time
0: well that will be fun cool all right let's move on to the next thing i didn't have any news because we got lots of stuff to talk about here so we're going to jump from that bit of news over to our ranking of marvel characters we need to bump for this can you like On the fly, come up with a bumper for our Let's Rank Marvel Characters.
1: Time to rank the Marvel Characters. Put them in order of their awesomeness. We need to put them in the order of their awesomeness.
0: I will cap that out, and we will use it for the future. All right, so quick recap. Last time on our rankings, we have Rocket Raccoon as our number one pick, and we have Hawkeye as number two. So, Mike, I went over to Twitter, and I said, yo, rank these two people, and I had a theme. Let's see if you can guess my theme. I chose Gamora and Hulk. Gamora and Hulk. So what's the theme there, Mike? Green. There you go. See, that wasn't so hard. Um. So now we're going <laughs> to...
1: Is that really it? You're, uh, you are you you must have been allergied today also. I
0: set this up like a long time ago, man. I am in this thing. Okay, so interesting thing to discuss, though. When we were talking about the Hulk, we're just talking about the Hulk, the Green Man himself, right? We're not talking about Bruce Banner? Are we? What do you think? Because they're two different um, characters, kind of. Well, I guess at the end, they kind of become one. But in the beginning, they're not. So what do you think? Like, how do we categorize Hulk as one character, two characters, or actually three different characters?
1: So, so, so there are actually three characters there, aren't there? Because there's Bruce Banner, there's the Incredible Hulk, and then there's Professor Hulk. So since you put Hulk, then we are just thinking of the green guy with anger issues.
0: But then, so not we're not thinking be, of Professor not to Hulk. Not be
1: confused with the green lady with anger issues.
0: So who do you pick here? Who do you pick over the other? Do you pick Gamora or do you pick the Hulk?
1: Gamora has more uh nuance to her, right? She has more more to fight for than Hulk. Really Hulk is Hulk, when you just boil Hulk down to Hulk, he's just Hulk Smash, right? Just that's, a bunch of that's gamma radiation. All he is. Yep. Um but then you get to Ragnarok and he definitely has more personality in Ragnarok Hulk does I enjoy that Hulk he's not terrible he's funny when he goes after uh um Cerda right right yeah. at the end of Ragnarok he uh
0: he does you're right he has more character than so man are has there, more four, different, than are like there hulk four different are there four different avengers are we going to call it uh we'll call him planet hulk no planet hulk is a whole different uh different thing so
1: I actually, I actually have again a slight problem with Hulk because he is invincible, right? We've talked about that, that with him, there seem to be no stakes. Even so, like the Chitari are no match for him. The only time he's even kind of stumbled by the Chitari is when there's 50 of them blasting him at once. And only then, even then, he only is stopped. Because the story needs him to be stopped to create some false um, stakes when the nuclear missile is headed to the city. Um,
0: So I put Hulk. Go ahead. Russ in the chat is voting for Gamora. Says that she has more character about her than the Hulk does. So you're going to put Hulk. um, You're going to vote for Gamora over Hulk then in our little two-person head-to-head combat. Because I... Yes,
1: I am. I am going to put Hulk... I am going to put Gamora over Hulk, but I'm not going to put either of them over Hawkeye and Rocket.
0: Before you get to that, Rusted also in the chat says okay. there was a line in Avengers where Bruce says he tried to commit suicide by putting a gun in his mouth, but the Hulk spat out the bullet. It's one heck of a transformation. So I agree. Is, I'm yeah. going to choose Gamora over the Hulk because I also think Hulk um, power-wise is just... I don't... I don't like the Hulk very much because there's not much to like about the Hulk. Like even his stick of like smash things, punch Thor. I think that's kind of funny, but I have always liked the cartoon version of the Hulk where him and Bruce Banner have agreed that the Hulk is going to kind of like be in control. Like Bruce Banner is there riding in the background while the Hulk takes over because he kind of gains more character. Like, I, re- I like that version of the Hulk. I don't like the switching back and forth because I don't really think Bruce Banner is very interested in the MC- interesting in the MCU at all anyway. So I agree. I'm going to choose Gamora because I think Gamora has a lot more personality. I think she is more fun to watch in the movies. Um, so yeah, so we're going to choose Gamora over this. But in our ranking of Rocket versus Hawkeye, it's funny that we have two Guardians now on this list already. Maybe I need to pick my matchups better if we already have two Guardians. So where do you put Gamora should we? Do you want to rank Gamora first, or do you want to rank Hulk first?
1: Uh, it's. I think it's for me. It's easy. It, it's Hawkeye one, Rocket two, Gamora three, Hulk four.
0: That's not what our list is. Our list right now is Rocket one, Hawkeye two.
1: My list.
0: No, we're going off the uh, the Freelancer Codex list.
1: Oh well, then what did what did everybody vote for then? Because everybody voted, isn't that the Freelancer Codex? Yeah, that's how it is. No, so so then, so then, no, so the list, the list that we have, it goes Hawkeye, Rocket, goes Hawkeye, Rocket, Gamora, Hulk. No, so So you just put Gamora and Hulk three and four. No,
0: okay, because I'm not gonna do that because I think I like Gamora more than Hawkeye actually. Um, Phaedrin says he hasn't watched Marvel things since Endgame. Well, you should be able to weigh in because you've seen Hulk and you've seen Gamora. So you're gonna put you're gonna put Hawkeye over Gamora. Oh yeah. So, so the only rule that we have now, because the Twitter voted Gamora fifty one percent and Hulk forty eight percent, Gamora cannot go below Hulk on our list. So wherever we stick Hulk, Gamora has to go above Hulk. If
1: that makes any sense. Always. Oh, no, it does. Are, is Is what I'm saying not coming through? It never is. Gamora 3, Hulk 4. I don't
0: think Gamora should be number 3. I think she has more character and depth than Hawkeye does in the movies that she's been in. She even had... I mean, she's like the daughter of Thanos. Hawkeye's just like some guy with the bow and arrow. I'm going to put Hulk as number 4 because that's where Hulk belongs. He'll probably drop more. You really think that she's better than Hawkeye, character-wise?
1: I... Don't think she's better than Hawkeye character-wise.
0: Oh, I see what she did. What there. has she
1: done? What has she done?
0: I don't know. She like helped save the galaxy from Ronin. She uh, helped stop yeah, um, uh, Star Lord because he has dad issues. Um,
1: and Hawkeye, 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 Hawkeye. Hawkeye. hasn't done that, so there you go.
0: Phaedron says Hawkeye in last place. So there you go, Mike. Um, Phaedron coming in with the deep facts. Also, like Hulk... Well, we're not talking about... Anyway. So, for the purpose of this, since Mike keeps leaving, I'm going to go ahead and move Gamora above Hawkeye because I have control of this list. And we will just leave the list. Since Mike's gone and cannot dispute this, we will leave the list as Rocket, Gamora, Hawkeye, then Hulk. So, so far, we've got two Avengers representing our list of the uh, best MCU characters. And we'll kind of go from there. So, all right, chat. So, tell me who we need to rank next week. Put in the chat who we need to rank next week, and we'll put it in our Twitter poll, and we'll rank it that way. Sorry, Mike. uh, Chat said Gamora bet over Hawkeye. So, we have to go with chat. I don't know if we can argue with with chat. So, There's like two people in chat. Um, There's a little more than that. But, but, hey, we'll go with that. Um, Whatever. Whatever. Someday, Mike, your list.
1: Someday. Yeah. Things are going to get easier.
0: Uh, (laughs) All right. So we just had someone else come into chat. Um, Okay. So Russ would say two baddies. Do two baddies. So who should we do as baddies for next time? Who would be a good baddie?
1: Uh, Vulture is a good baddie. Vulture is a good baddie. So we'll put um, Um, Vulture. Who else do I like? Vulture against. um, Oh, wait for it. Wait for it doc ock doc
0: ock we haven't seen doc ock yet we've seen doc ock in another sony um in another
1: in another spider-man iteration but not this one uh vulture and ebony maw because everyone's favorite ebony Mm. maw
0: no ebony maw is pretty lame so he would be way down there he got sucked out of the vacuum of the of space which is pretty unfortunate um, come on, think of a bad guy, Ultron. No, I'm
1: thinking of the, I'm thinking of the movies, right? And and like, there's a lot of movies. Loki's a baddie in one of them, but then he has a recurring role in a redemption arc, so we can't do him. You could do him. uh the the Mandalorian. Sorry, the Mandarin. <laughs> the Mandalorian. <laughs> the Mandarin. The Mandarin. Mandarin's not a bad one. He's not a bad baddie. He's not a good baddie, but he's not a bad baddie.
0: He's not a good character at all
1: um ronin we talked about we could put ronin who's, on here who's the bad guy in uh ant-man oh yeah what's his name in ant-man
0: um, um yellow jacket Lawrence fishburn
1: he's he's ant-man too
0: yellow jacket man man how bad are what's we that name? we don't even remember the names of obviously that had how, a huge impact how bad
1: are the characters how bad are the characters that we don't even remember their names
0: ant-man villain Umbrella said he was in House of Cards also. Darren Agno let's see, Darren Agonistes Cross. Agonistes, Agonistes. What kind of weird name is that? So we're gonna do that. His name is Yellow Jacket.
1: Like that's his that's his bad guy name, is Yellow Jacket.
0: Okay. So I'm gonna put his real name so that we remember his real name, and then we'll put Yellow Jacket. You may need to put his movie also. Yeah, we'll put uh what did he do? Yellow Jacket and Vulture 2 flying um people so there you go that'll be the who
1: is uh who is the bad guy in the first spider-man in the... that was vulture huh yes that was vulture who is the bad guy in the second spider-man mysterio oh, what's his name mysterio
0: gillenhall mysterio russet says goblin we have not seen the goblin yet in the mcu but i would like to see the goblin i like the green goblin as a a uh...
1: Can anybody but Defoe do gobl- do Green Goblin?
0: Can anyone but Defoe do Power Rangers Goblin? Yes, I hope so. I hope someone <laughs> can do something that is not Power Rangers Goblin. That's what we would all do you like.
1: Think that, do you think that, side note, do you think that they'll go Goblin after having it been done in the other Spider-Man?
0: I'm not sure. With the rumors that we have with it going like multiverse, they're they're thinking it might be like the Sinister Six. If they, um, if they think Molina um, uh, is going to come in as Doc Ock and then we're going to have Doc other Ock. people going in. So that I think they're doing that. I I think the in the Spider-Man Ultimate universe, um, Green Goblin is kind of like a Jekyll, Mr. Hyde guy. He turns into this huge, massive dude, which is a pretty cool look for the Green Goblin. It'd be cool if they did something like that, but I'm not sure what they're going to do with that movie. We'll just have to wait to find out until later this year. All right, Mike, should we talk about the thing we've come here to talk about?
1: We can talk about the thing that we came here to talk about. And hopefully everybody here is ready to talk about the thing that we came here to talk about and is all caught up at least with two episodes of The Winter Soldier. And, and you know what?
0: Even if you're not caught up, like you could listen to the show and you can get everything that you need from this from the show. You like you don't even have to watch it and come in here and listen to us. It's like you watched it. <laughs> except
1: you could get it, all of that except the comedic timing.
0: Exactly. So here we go with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two.
1: Rule number
2: two. What was rule number two? Nobody gets hurt. It's a big one. And why isn't that rule number one? I always <laughs> wanted to be an Avenger. Oh man, it's a dream come true, you know. <laughs> we need someone to inspire us again. Someone who can be a symbol for all of us.
0: We need new heroes. And we do need new heroes. And to start off, I would like to say at the beginning of this, since Falcon and the Winter Soldier deals with race, social issues, there's a couple of podcasts and content creators that I have been following for quite some time and checking out and some new ones that I found out that have a much different perspective than two Hispanic guys talking on the Internet about um, a show that has to deal with racism so for all nerds show is a podcast by two black um, content creators they did an episode focused on they do a lot of marvel stuff you can go check them out for a more nuanced look into those social issues that they have more experience with or you can check out straw hat goofy on TikTok. he's actually one of the people i follow on TikTok. um also a Disney Parks um, employee at one time and talks a lot about movies and different things and pretty big Marvel um, Marvel head. So go check them out if you want more perspective on the things that people like Sam face. Um, so I think it's important that we address race and stuff like that. Uh, Mike and I have had lots of conversations when we talk about things like this on how what our voices matter to the issues and stuff like that. And I think something that Mike can always talk about is when you see something is wrong, you call it out and you do the right thing. So and I think that's how my wife and I have raised our boys, that when you see something that's wrong and it's obvious that it's wrong, you call it out when you don't know you learn and you educate yourself and you try to make the world a better place no matter who is around you no matter who it is we strongly believe in the golden rule that you treat others how you want to be treated and if i think if we all did that in the world the world would be a better place true
1: statement mike i think you're headed in the right direction
0: you don't think the golden rule is like would make everything better
1: I think it definitely would make every it would make lots of things better. Maybe not everything, because I don't like to deal in absolutes. But it would definitely, it would definitely start somewhere. It would definitely start us in the right direction.
0: All right. So golden rule: treat others how you want to be treated. And you know what? Call out bad stuff when you see it. All right. So let's talk about episode two. Just, the just,
1: just don't be rude about
0: it. <laughs> don't be rude about it.
1: Yeah. Don't be rude. I mean, just don't be rude.
0: Right. I don't know. Again, you want to treat others how you want to be treated, right? So
1: I'm on a lot of allergy medicine, so I don't know what I'm saying.
0: I understand. So episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is titled The Star-Spangled Man, which is a throwback to the song that was sung about Steve Rogers when he was selling war bonds to a bunch of people. So we open up, um, previous episode, we got our first shot at Walmart Captain America. And uh, we see him in a locker room at a high school. So John Walker is reminiscing of the glory days of high school football, like people do when they reminisce about high school. Mike, are you a high school reminiscer? Because I hated high school. Never want to think about it again. I was so glad when I was out of there. Never. Like, I am
1: not a high school reminiscer. I, I don't. I don't. Good. It's safer that way. <laughs> so
0: yeah. So John Walker's like reminiscing. He's in high school and like their high school locker room is pretty nice. I'm guessing this was probably shot in like some college facility, but they're saying that they're in a high school. Like they got a nice facility. I don't know where this was at, but man, they've got like doors on their lockers. Like this is like a high class place. Never seen such a nice uh they're pr- gotta be in Texas for a football be- stadium. Because like there's right?
1: doors on their lockers.
0: Yeah, seriously. So John Walker, he's talking about there. His girlfriend comes in to give him a pep talk to check on him.
2: Everybody in the world expects me to be something. And I don't want to fail them
0: expectation is a big thing that um, I think a lot of people have to deal with. You're expected to be something. You're expected to live up to the family name. You're expected to go to a good college. You're expected to go become a doctor. And that's tough for a lot of people to handle. Um, And I was curious, like what does the world actually expect from a Captain America right now? I mean, the Avengers just brought like billions of people back. I mean, I don't know where you go from there. Like, all right, you bought you brought everyone back from the dead. Now what else are you going to do for us? You know what? What expectations does America have on Captain America at this point? Just defend the world from threats? Don't let the world
1: explode? Or is it just
0: like, no, I think we're good. Like, take a break.
1: So, so remember that, and I think this is hit on quite heavily in this episode, is that, yes, everybody is back, but... But nobody's thought about the challenges that that brings to a world, right? So, so if you if you really were to think about it and really put yourself in a situation where half of the world is gone, and then they come back, so what are some of the things that could happen?
0: Dude, I thought so, about this. So someone, okay, and, you go. and you know what came to mind is like marriages.
1: Yeah. That's one of the things like a partner leaves and then the one grieves and like decides to move on is married. And then look, I'm back. Like, whoa. And then there's, there's people who left apartments who are coming back to other people living in their homes. There are bank accounts that have gone unclaimed. Mm -hmm. There are probably, you know, property has been stolen, loot are not loot or I, i'm sure places have been looted i'm sure that that after an initial period of chaos we're starting to get a sense of normalcy for for the people in the in that time now that's the normal right and then everybody comes back and and all these people need jobs all these people need places to live all these people need income i'm sure there are some ceos coming back saying all right Give me all my stuff back. I'm the CEO of this company. After you know being gone for five years, I'm sure that many things have changed. Um, you think about you think about all the prisoners who who blipped out and then blipped back in. Like, I guess I guess if if we keep the same kind of thing, prisoners blipped back into prison because that's where they were when they blipped out, right? Because we're assuming that 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 happened.
0: It's got to be five years um, off the sentence, though.
1: Is it? They weren't here, right? These are and then you have this whole thing. Well, where were you for those five years? What were you doing? Does it count for something? I've lived five years, but you haven't. So, you know, so how does that all work?
0: Man, there's um, like there's so gotta there's be a like a lot of
1: stuff that there's gotta I be. Think that, I think that right now the country is in a little bit of turmoil and they're they don't have a sense of direction, which is probably why they want someone to be a figurehead, right? Um, And that's kind of what Captain America started out as. He wasn't meant to be a hero. He was meant to sell war bonds, right? So so maybe they just need a figurehead, someone that everybody can get behind, a mascot.
0: Yeah, we need novels to address all these questions because I think there's a lot of, cool ideas that someone could like flesh out and create some cool stuff so john and his buddy come in his best friend is named lamar hoskins and he comes in to help him feel a little bit better so john and hoskins talk about the job and all the handshakes and all the meetings is this
1: suit it comes with expectations bro. you
2: can't just punch your head of problems anymore you know? mm-hmm.
0: So it does come with expectations. Maybe this is why, like Sam, didn't really want it. He didn't want those expectations of being, you know, a different Captain America. But we'll talk a- more about that later on. So John puts on the new suit. He comes out to a band playing "The Star-Spangled Man." The high, sp- the high school band is killing it. I don't know how many of you listen to high school bands, but they definitely do not kill it like this band is. Um, as we get a celebration, John comes out and signs some action figures that have already been made of him in his new suit. And of course, on the Freelancer Codex podcast, we dive into stupid little details like this and kind of ask the question of, okay, how, why, and what's the ramifications of this? How long has the government been planning to roll John out as the next Captain America? Because to us, this is pretty soon after Sam gives up the shield. Like, I think this is like within days of him giving it up they roll out John and present him at this high school as the new Captain America. If you were to have superhero action figures already made of John in his new suit, you had to have been planning this way longer than Sam giving the shield back. So they never had any intention of letting Sam be Captain America. Like This was just not something that the government was going to do. So the action figure... They take a long time to produce. Um, The box doesn't have a shield in it. So I think no matter what, they were going to create a new Captain America. Um, Sam giving back the shield was just kind of, I think, a bonus for the government. They're like, okay, cool, thanks. We didn't expect this, but now we have the shield and now I guess it makes... Because there wasn't even any mention of like, hey, this was passed down from Captain America to Sam and now it's given to you. They were just going to roll out a new Captain America with or without Sam Wilson's blessing. That's all, all that information taken from John signing an action figure.
1: So take that as you will, right? Cause that is, there's definitely a lot of nuance there. I, I I mean, that that's a lot to unpack and that's a lot to think about. I, I don't know how much of that is real and true. And again, one of the one of the hard things is that we don't have the best sense of of the timeline here. You know, had six hours passed, had six months passed. So we don't know.
0: Well it was definitely not six months because well I wouldn't think so because Sam was like right on the flag smashers trail. I don't think he would have let six months pass without like ha- tracking them down so i think this was really soon after i don't think you can turn around especially with like the world in disarray like who's over there in china making action figures and printing them out put them in these boxes the government never wanted was going to have sam to be captain america so all right so we cut to bucky watching the presser in shock he is not happy about this and then we cut to sam oh before that sorry i skipped this whole thing i scroll down on my thing and mess it up so john says good morning to america it's nighttime but whatever um and people are like really celebrating John, which I think is weird. I don't know if they're just like, all right, applause now people, but people are kind of like freaking out about it. Um, we get some shots of John using the shield to destroy some test targets. Apparently he's already a pro with it. And then um, he talks with some lady and they're asking like, why is he qualified to be the Captain America? A
1: guy like me end
0: up- Oh,
2: wait, wait, wait. <laughs> a guy like me, somebody's being a bit too humble. For those of you who aren't familiar with John's resume, John Walker, first person in American history to receive three medals of honor, ran RS1 missions in counterterrorism and hostage rescue, the government did a study of your body at MIT, and you tested off the charts in every measurable category, speed, endurance, intelligence. Look, here's
0: the thing. And as, as I was thinking about this, like, these were none of the things that Steve Rogers was, right? He was a little kid from Queens that just wouldn't give up. And he had the heart like I think when whatever the doctor's name that like chose Steve, he chose him for those reasons. And he he, he even went to say like, hey, we're not going to choose this other guy that passed all the tests that was strong because it's not what that's not what makes, you know. The person great like the serum is supposed to make what's great greater and makes what's bad worse. So I don't know. It's just a weird like, hey, we chose this guy because of all these physical things but that's not why Steve was chosen in the first place.
1: Well, you know what Steve is as I, as I go back and I and I look at this stuff as I as I scrub through the episode kind of see how it is. So so this is a set, right? The uh the thing that's happening here is that is that John Williams, John Yeah, that's his name, John Williams.
0: No, it's um now you have me questioning. What's his name?
1: John. It's Williams, isn't it? Walker. There you go, Walker. I knew it was a W. Walker. So, anyway, so he is, this whole thing is set up to be a spot on Good Morning America, right? So, so the, these are, this is a band that is all decked out in Captain America stuff. Everybody in the stands has a Captain America hat, an American flag, and hoodies. This is, this is like his coming out, right? This is where he's being introduced. So, so and and you made a, an interesting point here like I think we are not supposed to like John at this point. Right? We're not supposed to like be on his side because he really is everything that that goes against what Captain America was. The scrawny kid from Queens who was a good man. Not to say that 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 this guy isn't but he's um, probably not. But he's not but he's not what what um, Steve was set up. He's not what Steve is. He's not what Steve is.
0: Yeah. So we cut to Sam then. And Sam is getting ready to go out on a mission with Torres. And uh, Sam's looking at an army poster with John Walker's face um, saying Cap is back. And I don't know if they just like, all right, print up all these posters, put them everywhere. Because <laughs> Cap is like there's a u.s army logo on the poster but they're in an air force hangar so i don't know if like the army's just like raiding a bunch of other like militaries and like hey we're putting up our poster because cap is back so like everyone's all excited about it sam is not excited so he's prepping to go to munich and Taurus is going to help him get him there and bucky meets sam and tells him he shouldn't have done it
2: shouldn't have given up the shield good to see you too buck this is wrong hey hey look I'm working. All right? So all this outrage is going to have to wait. You didn't know that was going to happen? No, oh, of course I didn't know that was going to happen. You think it didn't break my heart to see them march him out there and call him the new Captain America? This isn't what Steve wanted. Oh my god. So what do you want me to do? Call America and tell him I changed my mind? Huh?
0: I guess you could just. Like who do you call at that point? So Sam tells Bucky he doesn't want he doesn't have the time to fight right now because they're he's kind of busy. It's
2: over, Bucky. Besides, I have bigger things to deal with now. What could be bigger than this? This guy. His connections with rebel organizations all over Eastern and Central Europe. And he's strong. Too strong. And? Well, he's been connected to this online group called the Flag Smashers. Now, Red Wing traced them to a building somewhere outside of Munich. So that's where I'm going. Well, I don't trust Red Wing. Hold on a minute. You don't have to trust Red Wing but I'm going to go see if he's right.
0: All right. So Sam and Bucky are going to go track down the flag smashers. And that's what Sam's going to throw himself at. He's got a problem he can solve and he's not going to be able to solve that. You know, John Walker is now the captain America. So he's going to go do something that he can do. And he's going to go figure that out. Um, that was my take on it. So he's upset. They're all upset about the whole thing. Red Wings pretty impressive. Like red wings all the way over in Munich. I don't know if he's like just connecting to the internet or if he's actually over there physically.
1: I I think that I think that this is just the recon that he did, because um, Redwing is is controlled by, by Sam.
0: And it seems like there's at like least, some AI going on. At least in the early on.
1: movies, he was maybe there's maybe he's evolving.
0: Yeah, Sam's I don't
1: I don't I don't think I like that he's been given a personality. Right, he's a piece of hardware,
0: and he talks. I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I'm not, and it's. We'll talk a little bit about it later in the show. That it's just kind of like. Oh, he's really good when he wants when he needs to be, and not so much when he's not.
1: All right, so he's, he's legalist at the Battle of Helms Deep. Yeah, at this
0: point, I think uh, Anthony uh, Mackie and Sebastian Stan actually start like showing up more in the show because I think they let them riff a lot in this show, and they just kind of like pick out the good takes because you can definitely tell like when those two are having fun. I think. Compared to when they're like delivering the lines that they're supposed to.
2: I have a feeling they might be a part of the big three. What big three? The big three. What big three? Androids, aliens, and wizards. That's not a thing. That's definitely a thing. No, it's not. Every time we fight, we fight one of the three. So who are you fighting now, Gandalf?
0: it definitely, I definitely get that sense that they're just, like, having fun, like, acting with each other. And you can definitely tell when it, when it comes out. Especially with, like, hey, you're finding Gandalf?
2: How do you know about Gandalf? I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it first came out. So you see my point? No.
0: I like how he says, how do you know about Gandalf? How
2: do you know about Gandalf? How do you know about Gandalf?
0: But... It's just something I picked out. You can kind of tell that they're having fun with it. So they set out to go find the Flag Smashers, and they stare at each other a bunch. Um, and that's just something that is very recurring. that Bucky likes to stare at Sam, and Sam likes to stare at Bucky. they got got like, this weird bromance going on, and they're trying to like flinch. My boys do this all the time at the dinner table. They just start staring at you, and they're like, you flinched, Dad. You blinked. It's like, whatever. All right. So when they get there, Mike, it's always important to have a plan. And you know who had a plan? Steve had a plan.
2: Enjoy your ride, Buck. No, you can't call me that. Why not? That's what
1: Steve called you. Steve knew me longer, and Steve had a plan. So I want to go back real quick, though, Steve. Okay, I think let's we go. We skipped back. apart a line that is that is pretty telling, right? Um, and I think it, I think it does take place in the hangar, and 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 um, Bucky is really taking it hard that Sam is giving the shield back. And one of the lines that he says is that, you know, you have to take this shield because if you don't, that means that Steve was oh, wrong no, that, about it. So you. that's
0: later on in the episode.
1: Oh, that's later on? Okay. Yeah, so I the, I won't jump the gun then.
0: You're jumping the shark. You're jumping the Steve shark. All right. So we've jumping out into the forest and Sam's like, hey, I caught that all on camera. And Bucky, they go into this warehouse, this abandoned warehouse, and they find the flag smashers. The flag smashers are moving large crates of stuff by hand. They're super strong. And the two make a plan to take them down. Um, one interesting thing, uh, Sam stops Bucky and tells him I have a button.
2: I see a clear path. I say we take it. We're not assassins. I'll see you inside. Or not.
0: Bucky is an assassin. He killed lots of people. So maybe this is Sam like saying, hey, remember we're not assassins? Or bringing up old wounds. I don't think Sam would bring up an old wound on purpose to hurt Bucky. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. But um, it's just interesting that, yeah, he was an assassin and he's something that he's trying to get through. And um, you can't really smash the flag, Mike, because it's fabric. And we call them the flag um, smashers.
1: I think it's a, uh, I think it's a metaphor there, Steve,
0: for smashing the flag. Like, shouldn't you call it like the line eraser? It's just like a weird like visual. Like you're the flags, like smashing pumpkins. You can do F- smashing flags. They just kind of like you can't smash a flag. You can freeze it, and then you could smash it, I suppose.
1: Yeah, you could, Steve. On that note, we get more banter
0: from the duo. Look at you.
2: All stealthy. Little time in Wakanda and you come out white panther.
0: It's actually white wolf. Huh? Yeah, so he's got nicknames. Sam's like surprised he's got nicknames. But hey, he's called the white wolf. And that's something that plays later on in the comics when T'Challa finds someone and trains them up to be the white wolf. Um, This could also be something that eventually, as Bucky, um, Rusted says, I'm with Steve. The visualization <laughs> isn't giving the people who use it what they think. See, I'm not wrong. Like, you can say I'm crazy, but being a flag smasher is like you're just grabbing a blanket and throwing it on the ground. It doesn't have the same effect as, you know, Hydra or something like that. So, Yeah. <laughs> Throw your flags on the ground, I guess. You can call them flag burners. That's That doesn't sound as good. Flag destroyers. Flag rippers. Well we'll workshop it. Um but going back to the White Wolf thing, this is something that maybe as Bucky like learns to make amends or finally finishes like writing the wrongs he committed, he goes from being the Winter Soldier who was the assassin and murdered all these people to becoming the White Wolf, someone that has a new start in life or gets to start over, or gets to become something different, change the things that that he was made to be all right so we get back to red wing using x-ray vision and they see a whole group of people um and then some action starts and this is this is a pretty interesting action scene we can step through it pretty quickly um so bucky and sam think that the flag smashers um rust in the chat says maybe it's actually highly ironic meaning ineffective you can't smash thin cloth against the ground all your force behind the throwing is dissipated by the billing of the material Maybe that's what's going to happen with the Flag Smashers. They're just going to be so ineffective that everyone's like, what are you doing? And we can talk about that a little bit later as we talk about what exactly the Flag Smashers are. These are the things that people they, want to talk they about, sure Mike.
1: Can't see someone, they sure can't see someone jumping on a trailer in front of them.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Um, so as the action starts, Red Wing sees a person in a trailer and Bucky and Sam are like, hey, they've got hostages. We got to go save them because that's what heroes do. So Bucky takes off. I think this is like one of the things that we do on the podcast is we like go through scene by scene, pick out the things that work well, pick out the things that don't. Bucky runs right in front of the second semi, jumps onto the back of the trailer. And like the that back semi, I mean, there's a driver just staring at him. Like there's probably someone in the passenger seat and they've got to be like, did you just see that? There's a guy climbing into our truck. Should we do something? No like honking of the horn. No one swerving. They're just like, all right, I guess we'll see how this plays out. So Bucky like says, hey, we know what they're taking now.
2: They're stealing medicine, vaccines.
0: They're stealing vaccines. They're going to go take them to the people that have been forgotten because the government is so worried about everyone that came back. All the people that were here. They aren't getting their medicine or the vaccine. So the Flag Smashers, they could call them like, hey, we're the vaccine still. Anyway, so they're going to go take their vaccines and give them to all these people. Right. So Bucky discovers a woman on the truck. She turns out to be a Flag Smasher, kicks Bucky out of the truck into the second one. And then she puts a mask on. I don't know why she put the mask on afterwards. Like just fight with the mask off. Like they've seen your face. So Well,
1: I think it's. Again, I think this is one of those things that's supposed to be the reveal for us, right? So, we think she's a hostage. She even acts like one, very timid, when Bucky first sees her. And you're like, you're like obviously, she's not a hostage, right? Obviously.
0: So. Yeah. So, it's just kind of weird. It's like, oh, and now I put my mask on, and now I'm the bad guy. So, and then cue the action scene. Red Wing um, comes as Sam and Bucky are fighting on top of the trailer. Red Wing, as we saw in episode one, was able to shoot down multiple helicopters with his abilities, cannot shoot a woman who is standing like three feet in front of him and completely misses and Red Wing gets cut in half. And I think that's the thing that kind of bugs you. It's like, hey, you can do this when it's important. But when someone's like standing three feet in front of you, like you can't, which just maybe they're like, hey, flag smashers are not bulletproof. They can die to bullets as we'll (laughs) learn in the future. But um, it's just really weird. So they fight. Um, Flag Smashers start climbing onto the trailer. They help as they fight. John Walker and Lamar Hoskins show up in a helicopter. Bucky and Sam are not doing well. Sam saves Bucky and they fly into a field. John ends up hanging off the back of a truck, just kind of like Steve in the Age of Ultron. John gets knocked off the trailer and a magic car appears to catch him. This is one of those things that was really weird. So first John like throws a shield to save Lamar as he's like falling off. And Lamar gives him the thumbs up like, hey, man, good job. If there was a car behind Lamar, he would have been run over by the car.
1: He would have w- been run over, which and would like, have been unfortunate.
0: On, or this driver is like, "Hey, someone just fell off the back of this truck. I'm going to get super close to it just in case. I'm going to try to pass it. I don't know. It's really weird that there's like this car there magically. It doesn't make sense at all. But hey, something's yeah. got to catch him. I guess he couldn't have just fallen because he's not a super soldier. But I don't know. It's really weird. So that was kind of the, this as far as action scenes go, this one was pretty bad. Like the choreography was the, the first,
1: the first action scene in the first, the action scene in the first episode episode was very good. This one is just, it's hard to do that. You're on a, you're on a semi truck. You're on a trailer. Your space is limited to eight feet by 50 feet, right? Like that's what you're on. Yes. It's moving. There's a little nuance with the road traveling underneath you. But really, the set piece isn't the greatest, right? I think that's the biggest problem is the set piece is too confining. But, I mean, the, the physicality on board was fine. We see that the Flag Smashers are enhanced and they're throwy and kicky and punchy. We see that Sam doing his thing. So, like, I guess we're getting, like, a sense of who is who. And that's kind of what's happening in, these first, in this first episode. Right, So
0: So I I think one thing that I'm kind of disappointed with with the Flag Smashers right now is generally when you have a small group of people, you're able to distinguish the people by character traits, by things that they have, things that they do. Like even when we talk about um, Spider-Man Homecoming, like the group of people that were stealing all this stuff, they kind of had their thing. They're the guy with the arms. Um, there was um, the Vulture. There was the Tinkerer. I think it was the Tinker, whatever. But they kind of had something that set them apart. Like the Flag Smashers could all be the same person right now. And it doesn't yeah. really matter at all. So there's no, they don't have any character yet. There's nothing saying like, oh, that's an interesting person. Other than, I don't know, they got a mask and I guess they're strong. So that's pretty disappointing. So even the villain that we have now, we don't, have a lot of insight into them like their motivations and what really is driving them and so it just seems like okay this is a fight that doesn't matter at all really the only purpose was to bring John and um, Hoskins back in so I'm just not digging on that yet so Sam and Bucky they're like taking the walk of shame they're walking down the road talking about what's going on
2: sorry about red wing no you're not what's going on in that big cyborg brain of yours it's computing. You know what? I can actually see it. I can see the gears turning. Oh, they're malfunctioning, shutting down. Yep, they're on fire. You got to figure out where the serum's coming from. Yeah, and how in the hell after eighty years are the eight super soldiers running loose?
0: And this is a good question because why are there a bunch of more people running loose? Why are there not more if someone has the um has the serum? Is it hard to make? you have to go get ingredients like what's going on there so all good questions so as sam and bucky walk back john and lamar pull up and they offer to give the guys a ride
1: all right well then we got to
2: work together that's not happening i think we stand a much better chance if we all just just because you carry that shield it doesn't mean you're captain america look i've done the work okay you ever jump on top of a grenade yeah actually i have four times it's a thing i do with my helmet it's a reinforcement Element. it's a long story but look it's 20 miles to the airport you guys need a
0: ride
1: so this line infuriated me right because because it was at this point when when steve rogers skinny little 80 pound anemic 4f steve rogers jumped on a grenade and became captain america and now you know words that I can't say on the internet guy is yeah I I totally do that I do that all the time I use my helmet it's a thing I'm like you know what dude like 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 forget you and the horse you rode in on because because I'm not having any of that right and I don't know if this was meant to be something comedic but that's but that's that's really messed up MCU writing because that was a big part in steve rogers becoming captain america and for him to just to, to nonchalantly just blow it off like that i i, I don't think it had the effect or, or maybe it did maybe it had the exact effect that they were going for that i want this dude to like fall off of the humvee and then get backed over and then run over and then like backed over three times Yeah.
0: Rusted in the chat says, I haven't seen this series. See, you don't have to watch the series. You can get it all through us. And it's even better than watching the show, Rusted. Um, But this is a modern day Marvel thing. Destroy all previous IP heroes in order to bring your own in. And what I I think that they're doing, they're trying to show that, okay, maybe he has done the work. Maybe he can be a good um, Captain America. I think that's what the show is trying to do. They're trying to make you think, okay, maybe he will be okay before pulling the rug out from under you. But as viewers, we know that it's not supposed to be him. It's supposed to be Sam. So I don't know anyone that's like on, you know, the, hey, John Walker is great. He could totally do it. And I don't think anyone likes John Walker. Um, So yeah, I don't think he can lift near anyway. Um, So the heroes start trying to figure out what's up. Sam suggests that they that the Flag Smashers might just be trying to help people. He does put that suggestion out there. And we learned how John and Lamar found the Flag Smashers also confirming a um, some speculation I had from episode number one.
2: We need to figure out where they're going. How'd you track them here, the Flag Smashers? Ah, oh, no, we didn't track them, we tracked you uh, through Redway. You hacked my tech? Sorry, it's not exactly hacking. It's government property, kind of the government.
0: All right. So here, here it is. I mean, this is the line where you're like, okay, yeah, nope. There was no chance. There could have been a sliver. We might have only run you over with the Humvee twice instead of three times, like Mike suggested. But when you're like, no, I'm the government, that like is not at all what Captain America stood for. Captain America in every one of the movies was going directly against the government and their wishes and doing what he thought was right and john's like no i'm the government man like we can hack your stuff which also it's like why why is the suit government property i guess they stole it but hey when they stole it you know possession is 9 tenths the law
1: well but but who made it who made who made Falcon. Uh, it was a
0: it was like, a government ex- like experimental thing.
1: Well, yeah, probably that first version, but Tony had to have done something to it.
0: Yeah, they probably I, don't have that. I have, have to that believe that one.
1: Tony was like, "Hey man, look, I uh I've seen you in action, you're doing great, but here's how you can be better." I bet I bet for sure that's 100% Stark Tech.
0: Yeah, it has to be. You're right, because even at the end of Ultron, they're like, "All right, here's the new heroes," and Sam was there as one of the new Avengers, so definitely got new um, toys to play with that was not um embedded with stuff that the government can hack. Yeah, so shenanigans yeah. here. We're calling shenanigans on who owns Sam's suit. Um, same for Spider Man. Yep, Spider Man's all owned by Tony. Definitely not government tech. They need man. Sam needed his own little like kill switch, like enter kill mode, and then he could have done that. All right, activate instant kill. Yep. So also confirmed that, hey, uh, speculation that they were tracking Sam. So John mentions the GRC is doing what they can, and that's the Global Repatriation Council. It's an international um, council that reactivated status and managed resources for refugees displaced by the blip. It's a mouthful to say. Lamar tells us his nickname because everyone's got to have a nickname. Who are you? Lamar Hoskins.
2: I see a guy hanging out of a helicopter in tactical gear. I need a lot more than Lamar Hoskins. I'm Battlestar, John Spiker.
0: Battlestar? Stop the car! See, Sam said he needed more, and he did not give us more. He just gave us a nickname. That doesn't count. That still doesn't tell us anything. Like, why... I don't know. So Sam and Bucky peace out. John wants Sam as his wingman and Sam gives him the proverbial bird and they take off. So cut back to the Flag Smashers. They are trying to find a place where they can hang out. There are some Flag Smasher sympathizers. They give give them refuge. And again, I don't know why we care about that. This is what I think is going to happen. I'm going to make a prediction that very much like in Captain Marvel, when we all thought the scroll were going to be bad, and they turn out they just wanted a place to go and hang out, and Captain Marvel went and helped them, I think at the end of this, the Flag Smashers are going to be like, okay, we'll help you, and let's team up. That's what I. That's my prediction. The Flag Smashers... Against
1: who? You think there's going to be an, another big bad?
0: Uh, yeah, as we find at the end of this episode. But I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to turn face and... It's going to be weird and lame because right now, like the Flaxmasters are lame, like they're lame villains. I don't know what to say about it other than they're pretty lame.
1: They don't have a clear motive, or or maybe it's be, maybe it's they don't have a motive that we sympathize with, right? Because yeah, because really, what are they, what are they really doing? They're from what we get from this episode, they're taking, they're stealing, and trying to be Robin Hood. They're trying to give to people who need it. Which, which I can sympathize with that. People need stuff. Like we talked about at the top of the show. There's people coming back into situations where they've been displaced. So where do they go? Maybe there are tons of homeless people. Maybe there are tons of people who, who cannot deal with the reality that they came back to. Um, so, So maybe. But anytime someone says a line like this. We're not playing no
2: more. We can't let the same assholes who were put back in power after the blip win. The GRC care more about the people who came back than the ones who never left. We got a glimpse of how things could be. I need to know that you're all committed. Because after tomorrow, there's no going back.
0: We're not playing around and there's no going back. It's like, okay, they must be...
1: It, it makes me wonder what these guys were doing during the blip. Were they just... You know, going into uh, blipped out people's houses, taking all their stuff. Were they were they ransacking? Were they pillaging? I I doubt they were they were being peaceful the whole time, right? Because it sounds like they were they were out kind of exploiting the situation, um, kind of like what the uh, what the uh, gang was what the gang was doing in Endgame when um, when Natasha goes to find Clint, right? They were just kind of exploiting everything and still being scum and villainy of the earth and and are sad now that they can't do that anymore
0: yeah it would be interesting to see what they were doing and maybe we'll get that in later episodes they'll say hey this is what we were doing we were swimming in people's
1: pools and not flushing toilets so it'll be interesting to see uh what we get there all right so so the entire world blips out and you feel like you don't have to flush a toilet anymore yeah man That's you, like your big you thing go, you can go to You're New like York you're City like oh you- nope nope half of you were gone this stays this stays now
0: Imagine all the toilets that are unoccupied and not being used. You can just use them. You don't even have to flush them. That's just the thing that. Shut up, don't Mike. Okay. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> back to the plane where Sam and Bucky are like, oh man, this sucks. So Bucky wants to steal the shield back. He's like, let's just go beat him up. Let's steal the shield, kick him while he's down. And Sam's like, I was on the run for two years. Um, the first time we did this, so I don't really want to do that anymore. Bucky tells Sam he needs to go see someone and. They go to Baltimore, where they go and find Isaiah Bradley. Sam, is, um,
2: Sam. Sam, this is Isaiah. He was a hero. One of the ones that Hydra feared the most, like Steve. We, uh, met in 51.
3: If I met you, I mean, I whooped your ass. Then, yeah, we heard whispers he was on the peninsula. But everyone they sent after him. Never came back. So the U.S. military dropped me behind the line to go deal with him. I took half that metal arm in that fight in Guyang but I see he's managed to grow it back.
0: I want to see like the miniseries of this interaction between <laughs> Isaiah. And Bucky in this fight, like sometimes they'll do like, you know, animated shorts of stuff like this. I think this would be cool to see. Um, So as we go into the 616 continuity, that is the comic continuity. Isaiah Bradley is known as the Black Captain America. He was one of 300 African-American soldiers who were used as test subjects at Camp Cathcart as part of the Project Rebirth's attempt to recreate the Super Soldier Serum. Bradley was the only survivor, took on the mantle of Captain America traveling to Europe to fight in the war. This was seen as, as treasonous at, by the military who sen- sentenced him sentenced him I can talk I promise to a life in prison as punishment. Although he was released after 17 years, his legacy remained a secret to the world at large but became a legend and a hero to the black community. So, this is a very unfortunate story. Like they were testing the superhero serum on African Americans, and a lot of them died. They talked... um, No, that was something else. But a lot of people died, and Isaiah was the only survivor, and they kind of used him up as... All right, now you're gonna go track down the Winter Soldier. We're gonna use you. He decided he was gonna go fight in the war, probably doing what he felt was right. And for some reason, I don't know why, I've not read the comics. I did not know about Isaiah Bradley um, just because I'm not a huge comic Marvel comic person. We're mostly in this for the MCU, so it is interesting to learn about his backstory. But I don't know why they would call it treasonous. Like just because he went to fight, I don't know if they didn't want him to. We'll have to find the comics, Mike. We'll have to do some research and figure out why all this went down. Because that seems like a pretty harsh uh, punishment. Um, so the grandson, also the grandson that lets um, that tells Sam and Bucky to beat it. Um, this should be Eli Bradley, who in the comics becomes the hero, the Patriot, who gets superpowers um, from the genes of his grandpa. Not like wearing the jeans, but that could be another superhero where you just put on someone's jeans and you become a superhero. Um, I bet that's probably a super,
1: that I bet that's probably already a thing. Um, I hope not. It better not be a thing. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, that could. That might be it.
0: I don't even know um, what that
1: is. But so this I, is one of those things. Uh, you don't want to know about that things. Um, so we're in the house, and we hear the story, and then we hear the classic, I don't want to talk about it, right? Isaiah doesn't want to talk about the past. You
3: know what they did to me for being a hero? They put my ass in jail for 30 years. People running tests, taking my blood, coming into my cell. Even your people weren't done with me. I say, get out of my house!
0: So Isaiah has been through a lot, um, and he just doesn't want to relive it. Which is understandable, because he's probably seen a lot of crap um, while he was in jail. Um... And being alive through the times of you know where there was a lot of racism, um, a lot less now, which is good. And we'll hopefully, we can continue to listen it. But man, tragic backstory for Isaiah Bradley. Like, do you yeah. think? Do you think we come back to Isaiah throughout the show, or do you think this is something where maybe
1: not? Maybe not throughout. I think this would be a one off. But this does introduce um, the grandson, right? Yeah. So, so even if it doesn't, if it's not come back to in this series, that door is at least open.
0: Yeah, at least something to maybe, like, go back to and, like, because I because I think it would be an interesting story to tell and an interesting story to experience. All right. So Sam confronts Bucky and is like, why did no one talk about Isaiah?
2: Sam. Why didn't you tell me about Isaiah? How could nobody bring him up? I asked you a question, Bucky. I know. Steve didn't know about him? He didn't. I didn't tell him. So you're telling me that there was a black super soldier decades ago and nobody knew about him?
0: I think it's interesting because Hydra, um, because Isaiah went after Hydra, um, Bucky says that, um, Hydra was scared of Isaiah just like he was, like they were of Steve. So there was probably a lot of people that came after Isaiah trying to find him. And he even said like in jail that Hydra came after him to continue the experiments, to figure out what was going on with him. So he's been through a lot of crap. Sam's pretty mad that no one knew about it, um, But I bet Bucky was just like, no, man, like no one should know about it because he's been through enough. He needs to live out the rest of his days as peacefully as he can. Um, But, yeah, tragic story for Isaiah Bradley. So the cops show up and they racially profile Sam. They're like, hey, is this guy bugging you? And they're like, what are you talking about? Get out of here. And they're like, can I see your ID? And Sam's like, no, you can't see my ID. And so every police officer on the planet should know who the Avengers are, especially like police officers, I would think. Like, Sam's got to be more famous than Tom Cruise at this point because he is an Avenger. I would assume that everyone would know the Avengers. But these cops are like, hey, this just must be bad. Let's protect the white guy, right? That's that's what's going on in this scene. Um, Sam is being racially profiled. Um, Bucky explains that he didn't say anything to Sam because... Let's see. There's a button. Sam, Why didn't you tell... Nope, that's one.
2: I didn't, I didn't tell anybody because he'd already been thrown out.
0: All right, so Bucky um, is very calmly and politely arrested, and they put cuffs on him. Why do they put cuffs on the Winter Soldier, someone who can just break through them? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, um, and then they go down to the police station, and the therapist, Dr. Rayner, comes to see Bucky. John comes out and says, hey, I'm taking Bucky as an asset. I need him. Get done with your little crap that I don't really care about so that we can go. And the doctor forces um, Bucky and Sam into a group therapy session as a condition of his release. This is like the weirdest setup of a scene to get, like, I don't know if they just didn't know how to have this scene or have it come apart, but it just seems really weird. You.
1: Yeah, it, it's oddly placed. We were talking earlier that, that this scene could have and should have probably been done inside of her office. We can have the scene because really the scene is funny. It's light. It It, it is um, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan going back and forth and it's a funny scene, right? What they talk about, they go through some therapy stuff, they gaze into each other's eyes, like it's funny. But to have it done under under that context where A number 1 Bucky is being arrested because he missed an appointment. Um I've I've missed like all kinds of appointments and have never been arrested. Granted I I'm, I'm not a super soldier who who is as part of my my, um, congressional pardon to be able to do, but this doesn't usually happen. Um, plus there's a few other pieces going on here, right? So John Walker, he is the one who's getting, uh, Bucky released because, Hey, I'm doing this thing for you. So now we can go fight said bad guy. So hurry up and do your thing. Cause I'm antsy and I'm captain America and you need to do what I say. Right. So we're, so more and more as this episode goes on, we're really not supposed to like him, um, and maybe he'll have a redemption at the end, and maybe we'll like him, or maybe we're just not supposed to like him because he's really easy not to like. Um, so they do their therapy session. It's funny, haha. And then and then this is and then Bucky asks Steve, not Steve. Bucky asks Sam in the therapy session, like when they're having their deep stare, like he finally asks him the question that we all wanted to ask him.
2: Why'd you give up that shield? Why are you making such a big deal out of something that has nothing to do with you? Steve believed in you. He trusted you. He gave you that shield for a reason that shield that is, that is everything he stood for. That is his legacy. He gave you that shield and you threw it away. Like it was nothing. So maybe he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me.
0: And this is like, we're going full Tenga Topa Lagan, Like, you have to believe in the Steve that believes in you. And that's kind of what Bucky has been going off of. That Steve believes that he can be redeemed. And Bucky believes in Steve. So therefore, Bucky believes he can be redeemed. But if he was wrong about Sam, then he was wrong about him.
2: Maybe this is something you or Steve will never understand. But can you accept that I did what I thought was right?
0: And I think this is an interesting theme to like introduce into the show. That sometimes you don't have to agree with what someone's doing. But if that someone really thinks that what they are doing is right, you kind of have to respect that. Because... If Sam believes deep down that what he was doing was right, giving up the shield, then it doesn't matter what Bucky or Sam think. He thinks he was doing the right thing.
1: That's, I mean, that's an interesting, that's an interesting interesting kind of notion because we are kind of, kind of, we see that, you know, in our lives daily where, where someone who really thinks what they're doing is the right thing but what if but what if it's really not
0: I guess we could right? look at we, yeah we could look at Isaiah Bradley and if he left to fight the war which was what he thought was the right thing to do and he got punished for it i mean that's but you're right you're anyone i guess it, then anyone could just hide behind like oh i'm doing the right thing I exactly. thought I was doing so, the right thing. So I guess that maybe that doesn't hold up as much. But we also know Sam. Like, Sam is a good person. Sam was trusted by Captain America to be the next Captain America. So we should trust, like,
1: Sam's gut on what he thought was the right thing. Um. Yeah, but, but also, like, like, if Captain America asks you to do something... There's, you probably ought to do it to the best of your ability, right? I mean, he could
0: still do he could still do what Cap wanted him to do, and not just take the name Captain America or wear the suit. He could still like go fight for freedom and like protect the weak. he
1: He definitely could, Steve. But but part of Captain America's ability to do what was right is because he had that symbol, and and that was a big part of it right that shield was iconic to him and and not so much as as an accessory like like it it kind of had character development just like he did
0: like in in, in what way I guess because to me it's just, it's like the shield's it's just a shield right it's vibranium shield i think the character was you know it was from tony's dad then given to sam then taken back by tony then given from tony Back to Steve, kind of as like an olive branch. So, you mean like that kind of characterization? So,
1: yeah. So, so it, it definitely, you, I mean, you hit it right on the head, right? It, it has more personality than just being a vibranium disc, right? It was, it was the catalyst in, um, and I think a lot of, of the conflict that Tony Stark and, and Steve Rogers had, right? It, it represented Stark giving, Uh, Steve Rogers, the best of what was available versus giving it to Tony. I think it represents, um, I think it has a lot of ties to, um, uh, to Peggy for Steve. I think, I think when he carries the shield, he carries her. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of personality behind it. And it means a whole lot more. Than just this is what I use, like Thor. You well, and even Mjolnir has more of a personality. But I guess um, then,
0: then it make, you saying that it makes sense that Sam would not want to take that because it did mean so much to Steve on more levels than this is just a shield. Because it's not just a symbol of America. Like if that was if it belonged to Steve for those reasons, then Sam was right to like leave it in a museum because of what it stood for for Steve.
1: Um. I think I think it's a symbol of Steve before it's a symbol of America. Um, I I think I definitely think that there's de- that we're definitely not done visiting this this theme and this idea. Sam is definitely going to end up taking up the shield by the end of the series, um, for sure. Like that's what's being foreshadowed, and so I think we're going to see all this come to light when it happens. But yeah, um, I definitely think it means more than just. Than than what I than than Sam saying I thought I was doing what was right. I think he's gonna come to realize that that yeah, I kinda messed up a little a little bit on this one, but I can make amends though.
0: Yeah. And if you are curious on whether you wanted to like John Walker or not, he lets you know.
1: Take it easy. Look, Walker's right.
2: It is imperative that we find them and stop them. But you guys have rules of engagement and all kinda authorizations you have to get. We're free agents. We're more flexible. So it wouldn't make sense for us to work with you. A word of advice then. Stay the hell
1: out of my way.
0: There you go. There's the... Okay, Yep, He really is just kind of what we expected. And that's the way they're going to go with it. I think it would have been better for the show if he was like, I just want to help. But now we know it's like, okay, he's just going to be a thorn in everyone's side. So John Walker and Battlestar, who still don't know what Battlestar does... They're just going (laughs) to be lamos. All right, so the Flag Smash. We're going to cut over to the Flag Smashers. They're loading a small plane with cargo. They found a plane. And they say that the power broker's men have found them, the power broker. So one man goes to hold them off. The guy pushes down a power pole. And then that guy, instead of running back to the (laughs) plane, runs directly into the bullets that are coming at him, sacrificing himself. The
1: best part is, yeah, is that we have this, like, tender moment between between this guy and and what's her name carly her name is carly montague montagarihan yeah. morgenthal morgenthal there it is carly mor carly Morgenthau. and and so this guy right this this no-name flag smasher he's like he's like uh uh they can't get all of us and we see this deep look into their eyes and this realization of what's going to be done and he runs over and he pushes over a telephone pole and then doesn't immediately run away like like just go push over the telephone poles like cars can't drive over those with with ease
0: and that's the thing like if you're in a bunch of cars because there's a lot of cars there it's like the cars don't all have to stop for you. They can just drive around and go stop the plane. So for them to all get out and then start shooting at him was just, it's like, okay, I guess, like, again, we had no idea, like, if this was henchman number one, number two, number three, did it matter? Did they even like each other? It was just very, like, all right, pick up your. I'm going to go ahead and go with it. Didn't
1: matter. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and this brings the total body count of episode two to one. This was the first one, person. which seems odd compared to the 28 that we got from episode one. All right, so let's go talk about the Power Broker. So there's a man, there's several Power Brokers in the MCU comics. One of them is named Jackson, and Jackson founds the Power Broker Corporation. He hires Dr. Carl Malice, a mad scientist who has experimented on various superhuman individuals, to technologically augment the strength of paying customers to superhuman levels. The strength augmenting process is um, tremendously risky, with half the subjects dying or becoming severely deformed, but this information is kept as closely guarded secret, and the power broker and malice use highly addictive drugs on their subjects, telling them that the chemical is necessary to stabilize their powers, but in fact it only serves to keep the subjects working for and paying the power broker. So we do know that a similar drug was used on 300 um, different African-Americans to create um, Isaiah as the black Captain America. So it's very possible that something similar happened here. People are experimenting with this drug and they're paying. um, People are paying to become superpowered. I would totally pay for it. Yeah, I would just go pay. Make me super strong. (laughs) like make me ripped, I would totally do this. So that is going to come into play. We now only have four episodes remaining. So the power broker is gonna come into play somehow with the Flag Smashers. We'll see how that all plays out. Cut back over to Sam and Bucky. And Sam and Bucky are trying to decide what to do. And Bucky's like, all right, we gotta go see this guy. Okay then. We're gonna go see Zemo. And we're going to go to prison. We're going to go see Zemo and figure out what the crap is going on here. And that's episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, overall, pretty interesting episode. It was a lot slower than episode one. I think they are trying For to sure. bring a lot together. And with only four episodes left, um, we will see Zemo um maybe we will see sharon sometime in the future i imagine she's got to be in at least one episode um i've seen her
1: i've seen her on the trailers and imdb says she's going to be in four episodes five episodes
0: four so four because there's only four left rusted thanks for hanging out we appreciate it we'll talk to you soon so yeah so predictions mike for the last four episodes like
1: what is going to be resolved how's what do you think so I think there's going to be more clunky dialogue. There's going to be more forced tension between uh, Captain America and Sam and Bucky. There's going to be finally an understanding come to between the two uh, main characters. Sharon will be there, who's going to give her reasons why Sam should have the shield and, and how much uh, Steve meant to her. We're going to finally see who the actual bad person is in this series. Um, cause I don't know. I think we've, I think we've seen the bad person in this series on screen, but we haven't had any dialogue. Cause that, that first person in episode, the person in episode one, I don't think was Kari. No, Maybe
0: that was just Carrie. one of, that Maybe was, it was, no, it was one of the other henchmen. He's in that group of eight people. Okay. Like we, okay. we saw, we saw Carrie. She was one of the people holding the bags. Um, so like the Flag Smashers, we've seen all the Flag Smashers. Zemo is going to be introduced. We're going to go talk to Zemo, see yeah. what he's up to. Do you think Sam somehow gets powers at the end of this sh-
1: show? No, I don't think so. You don't think he gets I think souped up so he can go toe-to-toe gets, with these does guys? Does he become a superhero? No, because, because, because Steve gave him the shield without without that. Right, so I don't think Sam becomes enhanced in that way.
0: Hmm. We will That's to, just
1: my prediction.
0: We'll have to see how it all plays out. And again, we if you have comments, questions, other things that you noticed that we did not cover, that you would like us to cover in episode in future episodes or in previous episodes, just let us know shoot us a line freelancercodex at gmail.com so until next time mike we'll just end it here and hey only like two days away and then we get to watch episode three and then we're 50 percent done with this thing and then there you go and we'll see if it was all worth it in the end so until next time everyone just remember
2: how do you know about Gandalf? i read the hobbit
0: in 1937 when it first came out
2: so you see my point no
1: there you go Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancer slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.